For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, December 7th, 2022, as we welcome you once again from the WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, <clears throat> as we, of course, bring you episode 331 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, and also 2022 WCWS Hall of Fame inductee. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS outside the ropes. And, of course, it is 6.23 p.m. Eastern Time. This is Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you, as we will be bringing you, of course, tonight, courtesy of our friends at CNN and also 411mania.com, with some, of course, pop culture headlines, of course, of the day. We will also, of course, bring you tonight's pop culture history at birthday report. <clears throat> and also, ladies and gentlemen, to get you prepared for revolution a little bit later on in the evening, we will, we, we will be also bringing you some some wrestling news tidbits, of course, to get you all set to go, of course, in the know about what's also going on in the world of wrestling. <clears throat> if you wish to chime in on anything and everything, 
that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening. Please feel free, of course, as always, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 141-387-POUND. And press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in and give your personal thoughts and opinions about everything, of course, going on here tonight. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and start things off here before we get to, of course, 411 Mania. As we said, we'll bring you, of course, uh, five big-time headlines coming out, of course, from our friends at CNN. In order to do that, we will definitely access the Amazon Echo Dot with, of course, the following statement. Alexa, current news. Chad, here's your news from CNN. This is a CNN breaking news alert for Wednesday, December 7th, 2022 at 5.04 p.m. Eastern Time. The Biden administration has decided to appeal a federal court decision that blocked the use of a controversial Trump-era policy allowing for the swift removal of migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border. Last month, U.S. District Judge Emmett Sullivan blocked the authority, known as Title 42, but agreed to a Biden administration request that he pause his ruling for five weeks so that the government can prepare to comply with it. Today, the Justice Department told the court it planned to appeal. For more CNN audio news, go to CNN.com slash audio, CNN.com, or the CNN app. Hello, from CNN, I'm Afoma DK with the five things you need to know for Wednesday, December 7th. We begin with a major U.S. Supreme Court case that could decide if state legislatures will have more control over elections. The dispute is over redistricting in North Carolina, but could have major implications for voting rights across the country. The state's Republican lawmakers are challenging a lower court decision that struck the state's congressional map as an illegal partisan gerrymander and replaced it with a temporary court-drawn map more favorable to Democrats. They're asking the justices to adopt a legal theory that allows state legislatures to set rules in federal elections without constraints by state courts or other state authorities. The theory was also pushed by former President Donald Trump and his allies to overturn the 2020 election results. Voting rights groups say the move would lead to lawmakers having absolute authority without judicial oversight. Solicitor General Elizabeth Preloger argued on behalf of the Biden administration in court today. Their theory would invalidate constitutional provisions in every single state, many tracing back to the founding. That would sow chaos on the ground as state and federal elections would have to be administered under divergent rules and federal courts, including this court, would be flooded with new claims, often at the 11th hour in the midst of hotly contested elections. Trump's lawyers hired a team to search four of his properties for any potential remaining classified materials. That's according to a source familiar with the matter, who says the searches took place in recent weeks. They were carried out amid the Justice Department's concerns about potentially missing documents. The DOJ declined to comment. A person familiar with the situation tells CNN two documents with classified markings were found in a Florida storage unit and handed over to the FBI. Former Theranos executive Ramesh Balwani, known as Sunny, is being sentenced today for crimes related to the failed startup. Balwani faces up to 20 years in prison. He was the chief operating officer of the blood testing startup, which unraveled and was ultimately dissolved in 2018 after questions about the company's technology came to light. Over the summer, he was found guilty of two counts of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and 10 counts of federal wire fraud through a multi-million dollar scheme to defraud investors and patients. The sentencing comes after Elizabeth Holmes, the founder of Theranos and Balwani's ex-girlfriend, was sentenced to more than 11 years in prison. They were originally indicted together, but the trials were severed after Holmes said she intended to accuse Balwani of abuse throughout their relationship. Balwani's attorneys have denied her claims. Peru is facing political turmoil. The country's Congress impeached the president, Pedro Castillo, today. But before it could do that, Castillo unconstitutionally dissolved the Congress. He also called for early parliamentary elections to rewrite the Constitution. As a result, many cabinet members resigned, and Congress continued its impeachment anyway. The vice president was then sworn in as the new president. A source with knowledge of the case tells CNN in Espanol, Castillo has since been arrested. This marks the third attempt to impeach him. He faces six investigations, five of which are for alleged acts of corruption. He's repeatedly denied the allegations and blames the opposition and media for plotting against him. The U.S. State Department said it will continue to support the people of Peru. We categorically reject any acts that undermine democracy, 
uh, inside of Peru. This is not only a concern of the United States, it is a concern that we share with our partners. Time Magazine just announced its person of the year. We'll tell you who when we're back. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, and this week on Chasing Light, when I was looking for a job, the opportunities that were coming up were in animal behavior, but they were looking at how these moths were using pheromones to communicate. That's Tristram Wyatt, an expert on pheromones. Scientists like Tristram believe that pheromones could be the key to understanding why we humans are attracted to certain people. Listen to Chasing Light on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. Hey, welcome back. Time Magazine named Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky its person of the year, alongside, quote, the spirit of Ukraine. Ukrainian dignity is very important. And that's why we have this resilience. Time's editor-in-chief said Zelensky's decision to stay in Kyiv after Russia began its attack was fateful. Quote, for stirring people and nations to come together in defense of freedom, for reminding the world of the fragility of democracy and of peace. Zelensky's unlikely career path has taken him from an actor to wartime president in just a few years. If you listen to CNN Five Things for the latest headlines, leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Alexa, stop. Uh, <clears throat> we do thank, of course, our friends at CNN for providing us, of course, with those stories here this, this, this evening. <clears throat> we also, of course, uh, of course, uh, talk about, as always, the Amazon Echo Dot, a very useful research tool when you're, whenever you do not have your phone or your computer nearby and you need to look up something right away from uh, something for your child's project at school or, your, or a project going on at work or a job interview or anything else, of course, of that nature. Of course, the, the Echo Dot, of course, is very, very useful. Also, of course, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, it can also give you your news, your weather, and, <clears throat> and of course, any other, and, and of course, any other information per, that you need. Also, of course, if you, if you ever order anything off of Amazon.com, it could also let you know about when you're supposed to receive it from the time it left its origin place to when you should receive it at your at your home. Excuse me. The Amazon Echo Dot, a very useful, a very useful, of course, uh, <clears throat> Uh, a very use, useful device indeed. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind the preferred research tool of the WCWUS radio network. <clears throat> now let's go ahead and go, ladies and gentlemen, at 6.32 p.m. Eastern time. Let's, of course, bring you your, <clears throat> your uh, of course, some pop culture stories here, of course, this evening. We do thank our the radio network. Thanks, your friends, at 411mania.com for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to right here on Outside the Ropes, also, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, <clears throat> uh, Raw Radio, uh, Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And also, ladies and gentlemen, with 2022 starting to wind down, we hope to, still hope to get a lot more of our shows up and going, of course, here uh, this year. And, of course, you would definitely utilize 411 Mania for, of course, anything involving those shows. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you happen to notice, I did play the opening theme to uh, 1982's Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Uh, it kind of ties in with, of course, our first story here tonight, tonight as, of course, <clears throat> someone who actually got their start in acting um, of course, made made her day made her acting debut in Star Trek Two, and I see it seemed only appropriate to pay tribute to this, to this, to this, uh, to this young lady <clears throat> by, of course, uh, by playing, of course, that opening theme. Jeremy Thomas posted this story uh, back on Monday, as the star uh, she would go on later to, of course, appear in the Luku's Talking uh, movies, as well as, of course play a role, of course, in uh, several seasons, of course, of the popular sitcom Cheers. Kirstie Alley, sadly, has passed away, unfortunately. But Kirstie Alley, who became a television icon in the 1980s for her role in Cheers, has passed away. Of course, Alley's official Instagram account posted Monday night 
<clears throat> announced that the actress died of a, after a battle with cancer. She was 71 years old. A major star in the 1980s and 1990s with roles in Cheers and also a host of films, Allie began her professional life as an interior designer after moving to Los Angeles in order to pursue Scientology. She appeared on a couple of game shows before making her film debut, as we said, in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, of course, where she played the role of Savick. She was the original Savick. Several roles in other films like Blind Date and Runaway followed. Uh, Runaway, of course, with uh, Tom Selleck. A uh, starring role in the ABC miniseries North and South in 1986. She reprised her role for the sequel miniseries and appeared in the 1986 TV film Prince of Bel-Air, then co-starred with Mark Harmon in the 1987 comedy Summer School. It was soon after that she found the role that would catapult her to superstardom, joined the cast of Cheers in 1987 to replace Shelley Long as the romantic lead opposite the, the romantic lead opposite Ted Danson. Allie played Rebecca Howe, managing the bar on behalf of the company that bought it from uh, Ted Danson's character, Sam Malone. The show continued to rise in the ratings, and Allie stayed with it until its conclusion in 1993. She was nominated for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series five times, winning in 1991. Allie went on to co-star in the three Luke Who's Talking films opposite John Travolta, as well as 1995's Village of the D-A-M-N-E-D remake. She would go on to star in the NBC sitcom Veronica's Closet from 1997 to 2000, which she garnered her her a Global Golden Globe nomination for Best Actress in a Comedy Series. After she began talking openly about her struggles with her weight, Allie went on to star in a one-season series called Fat Actress on Showtime, in which she played a fictionalized version of herself. She worked with Jenny Craig as a spokesperson and starred in the TV Land sitcom Kirstie in 2013 and 2014 and appeared in the second season of Scream Queens in 2015. She also had several appearances on reality series with the unscripted series Kirstie Alley's Big Life, as well as appearances on Dancing with the Stars, The Masked Singer, and more. Of course, on behalf of 411 Mania and also, of course, right here, in the WCWS Radio Network, our condolences to the family, friends, and many fans of Christie Alley. She will be deeply missed indeed. And this was, was posted on her Instagram account, on Christie Alley's uh, um, Instagram account, courtesy of her children, True and Lily Parker. I will, of course, read what they says. <clears throat> We are sad to inform you that our incredible, fierce, and loving mother has passed away after a battle with cancer only recently discovered. She was surrounded by her closest closest family and fought with great strength, leaving us with certainty of her never-ending joy of living and whatever adventures lie ahead. As iconic as she was on screen, she was an even more amazing mother and grandmother. We are grateful to the incredible team of doctors and nurses at the Moffitt Cancer Center for their care. Our mother's zest and passion for life, her children, grandchildren, and her many animals, not to mention her eternal joy of trading, were unparalleled and leave us inspired to live life to the fullest just as she did. We thank you for your love and prayers and ask that you respect our privacy at this difficult time. With love always, True and Lily Parker. So absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, respect those wishes, of course, here indeed. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, Kirstie Alley, uh, monumental actress, of course, here indeed, known, as we said, for Cheers, Look Who's Talking Movies, uh, made her debut, of course, in Star Trek II back in 1982, sadly has passed away at the age of 71. She would most certainly be missed indeed. Our next story, of course, here, folks. Joseph Lee posted this story on Monday as Peacock hits 18 million paid subscribers, which is an increase from the last quarter. Deadline reports that Peacock currently has over 18 million paid subscribers, an increase from the last quarter. The number reported back on September 30th was 15 million, thanks to programming moved over from Hulu, also sports, and also movies from Universal. NBC Universal CEO Jeff Schill said that the Universal now rivals Disney in animation. 
and he thinks Disney will end up giving them money to buy the rest of Hulu. NBC Universal parent company Comcast owns 33% of Hulu, but Disney has operational control. That 33% is believed to be worth tens of billions of dollars. Of course, Mr. Shell said said this in a statement. If you had gone back 10 years and said Disney is ever going to be challenged in animation, everyone would have said that is impossible. I honestly think that our animation rivals, if not surpasses Disney. We have put we have a put that have a call. It's worth a lot of money, and I think there's no indication that anything else is going to happen than Disney writing us a big check. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, be watching that very, very carefully. Our next story, of course, right here, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Sunday as DC reveals the first poster for the new Blue Beetle. I believe this is a new movie, I believe. Blue, yes, Blue Beetle hits theaters in 2023, and the first poster for the DC Studios film is online. Warner Brothers released the following, released the key art for the DC superhero film, which is, of course, on this page right here. The film is directed by Angel Manuel Soto and stars Zolo Maraduena as Jaime Reigns, the, the main, main character, alongside Bruna Marquezine, George Lopez, Elpita Carrillo, Damian Alcazar, and Susan Sarandon. Plot details have yet to be revealed about the film, which arrives on August 18th, 2023. And it's very, very unique, of course, here in Nice. So we'll definitely be looking forward to that. And, of course, possibly, who knows, they may even uh, start to probably rival some of Marvel's movies, and we'll definitely have to wait and see what will happen. <coughs> Jeremy Thomas posted this back on Sunday as the new John Wick Chapter 4 poster centers on Keanu Reeves. John Wick returns for his last battle in John Wick Chapter 4, and a new poster for the film is online. Lionsgate released a new piece of key art for the action sequel. Of course, you can check out right here with Keanu Reeves' main character uh, 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 looking ready for action. The film stars Keanu Reeves, Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård, Lars Fishburne, Hiroyuki Sanada, Shamir Anderson, Lance Reddick, Rina Sawayama, Scott Atkins, and Ian McShane, as directed by Chad uh, Stahoski, forgive me if I mispronounce that, from a script by Shay Hatton and Michael Finch. The film releases on March 24, 2023, is described as follows. John Wick, played by Keanu Reeves, uncovers a path to, to defeating the high table, but before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. Of course, a very unique, uh, very unique poster, of course, here indeed. But we look forward to seeing that, of course, coming out in next, of course, next March. Now, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> also, of course, this past Sunday, Jeremy Thomas posted this, this story. As of course we have your, we have of course the box office report courtesy of 411 Mania. As once again, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever spends the fourth week at number one, and the num and the movie Violet Night actually starts very very well. Let's of course get you the top ten movies from this past weekend. Number one, as we said, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, 17.6 million this past weekend, 300 and. 93.7 million dollars total and 733 million dollars worldwide. <clears throat> Number two, by the night, 13.3 million, which is what it has total so far, and 20.4 million worldwide. Number three, Strange World, 4.9 million this past weekend, 25.5 million total, 42.3 million dollars worldwide. Number four, The Menu, $3.6 million this past weekend, $24.7 million total, and $47.2 million worldwide. Number five, Devotion, $2.8 million this past weekend, $13.8 million total, and $13.9 million worldwide. 
Number six, I heard the bells. $1.8 million this past weekend, $2.6 million total, and $2.6 million worldwide. Number seven, Black Adam. It looks like Black Adam continues to fall. $1.7 million this past weekend, $165.2 million total, $384.2 million worldwide. Number eight, The Fablements, $1.3 million, $1.3 million this past weekend, $5.6 million total, and also worldwide. Number nine, Bones and All, $1.2 million this past weekend, $6 million total, and $10.5 million worldwide. And number 10, Ticket to Paradise, $850,000 this past weekend, $66.5 million total, and $164.9 million worldwide. Uh, of course, a small note here for next weekend during the box office, more likely we'll see Wakanda Forever in, of course, in the top spot for a fifth time with actually no new wide releases outside of the re-release of the movie Father Stew. That may not, that one may not even crack the top 10. So we just wanted to just, of course, pass that along there as well. So <clears throat> our next movie, our next story right here from Jack Gregory was posted on Saturday as HBO's The Last of Us trailer is officially revealed. The trailer for HBO's adaptation of the critically acclaimed game franchise The Last of Us was revealed in advance of the series scheduled premiere next month, first made public at CCXP in Brazil. The trailer focuses on Joel, portrayed by Pedro Pascal, and Ellie, played by Bella Ramsey, as they journey westward across the post-apocalyptic United States. Of course, the complete trailer is on this page, revealing additional actors include Anna Torev, Gabriel Luna, Merle Dandridge, Nick Offerman, Murray Bartlett, and others. Keen-eyed fans might also notice the brief appearance of Ashley Johnson, the BAFTA-winning actress who provided the voice of Ellie in the games upon which the series is based. <coughs> and we do have the trailer, of course, here for for this uh, for this for this movie coming out next year. We will post a trailer in the Entertainment Cavalcade page if anyone wishes to, of course, check that out. Our next story here, of course, is kind of a pop culture and wrestling story here, of course, combination. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Saturday. On, uh, let me see. Uh, actually, this story was posted on Friday. I should, I should point out. That the last stories, one of the last stories I posted was on, was, was I said was possibly on Saturday, but this one was posted on Friday. As believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, Becky Lynch, yes, the WWE's Becky Lynch, reportedly filmed a post credits, uh, filmed a post credit scene for Marvel's Eternals. Becky Lynch reportedly filmed a role for an MCU film, though her work never made it to the screen. Fivefold Select reports that the WWE star who made her in-ring return at Survivor Series was cast to play an unknown role in a post-credits scene for Eternals. Obviously, such a scene never appeared in the film as the site notes. Writer Chris Tapley has recently noted that Lynch's scene, Lynch's scene ended up cut. Fivefold reported that the scene was like most stingers to set up something for a future film, though details on the role are not yet known the scene was apparently deemed too depressing. Lynch noted in an interview with comicbook.com that she was still talking with Marvel, saying maybe there could be something in the future. Maybe, maybe we don't tell secrets around here. We don't tell Marvel secrets around here. Fipo notes that Lynch could end up being used in future films. The post-credit scene that did appear in Eternals featured Harry Styles as the Eternal Eros, also known as Star Fox, and Patton Oswalt as Pip the Troll. But I'm sure now, ladies and gentlemen, that people now know about this, I'm sure a lot of people are going to start asking and demanding that they that they bring that scene that they bring that scene back and let people judge it for themselves. Because that's because they think it might be too depressing. Some other people may not think that might be the case. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last Thursday. 
as The Mandalorian gets a season three premiere date on Disney Plus. The Mandalorian is heading back to Disney Plus for its third season early next year, and the premiere date has been revealed. The official Star Wars Twitter account has announced that season three of the show will bow on March 1st, 2023. Of course, you can see the announcement right here on, on through a Twi uh, Star Wars Twitter account, which includes a new still with Din Jarin and, Gro and Gro Grogu. Pablo Pascal will be back as the character alongside Grogu with Katie Sackhoff, Carl Weathers, Amy Sedaris, and more set to return. The new season will follow up on the events of season two with the fate of Mandalore potentially hanging in the balance. Of course, the Twitter account that says at Star Wars says the Mandalorian and Grogu return March 1st only on at Disney Plus. And there is a picture, of course, <coughs> attached to um, attached to, of, of course, this, twi this uh, Twitter store if you wish to go back and check it out. Jeremy Thomas posted this story back on Thursday as the first trailer and poster was released for the new Indiana Jones movie called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The fifth Indiana Jones film has an official title in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And the first trailer and poster, of course, are now online. The trailer is right here on this page, and we will post, we will get that out there to you, which sees Harrison Ford return and get de-aged in parts to, to his, of course, his iconic role. The trailer also gives our first official looks at Matt, looks at Mads Nicholson and Antonio Banderas as the villains, as well as Phoebe Waller-Bridge as Indy's goddaughter. We get a look at the DH version of Ford as Indy, as well as he goes on his goes as he goes on a new adventure set in the 1960s. The film is written and directed by James Mangold, and also stars John Reese Davies. Thomas Kretschmann, Boyd Holbrook, Seanette Renee Wilson, and Toby Jones. It will release on June 30th of next year. Of course, it's not looking. Excuse me there, ladies and gentlemen. There's a poster. The poster, obviously, of course, looking. And we were hoping to also have, of course, a trailer for this as well. We may have it up here in just a few moments. What we will do, ladies and gentlemen, is we will go back and we will try to find the, the, the trailer for this. And once we find it, ladies and gentlemen, we will post it in the entertainment. Oh, we have it. Okay, never mind. Here we go right here. Courtesy, I believe, of the uh, Lucasfilm YouTube channel. We will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, post that uh, uh in the entertainment cavalcade page so everyone can go back and take a look at that of course as well <coughs> and one more story of course to bring you here tonight there folks jeremy thomas posted this story on thursday as guardians of the Galaxy Volume uh, Volume Three trailer teases an emotion teases an emotional conclusion. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three arrives, of course, in May, and the first trailer is online teasing the conclusion of the team saga. Marvel Studios released a trailer for the film last uh, <clears throat> uh, last Thursday. You can check it out right here on this page. The trailer shows off some hints of the story for the movie. As Peter Quill comes to terms with the loss of the, of, the, of the Gamora he knew, and Rocket Raccoon seeks to learn more about his past, we also get a first look at Will Poulter as Adam Warlock and more. The film was written and directed by James Gunn and stars Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, of course, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillian, Palm Clementif, featuring, of course, Vin Diesel with the voice of Groot, Bradley Cooper as the voice of Rocket Raccoon, Sean Gunn, Chuck Woody, uh, Iwuji, Will Poulter, and Maria Bakalova is set to release on May 5th of next year. It is described as follows. 
in Marvel Studios' Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3. Our beloved band of misfits are looking a bit different these days. Peter Quill, still reeling from the loss of Gamora, must rally his team around him to defend the universe along with protecting one of their own, a mission that, if not completed successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. And we'll post that trailer, ladies and gentlemen, in the Entertainment Cavalcade page as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it with some of your pop culture stories that have come out, of course, since uh, since earlier this week. Uh, we wanted to just update everyone, of course, on a lot of that. Let's give you this one more time. one 562 This is episode number 331 of WCWUS Outside the Ropes. As we said, this is Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. Uh, Mr. WCWUS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, here with you. As, of course, the rest of our panel, way too tough to handle, ladies and gentlemen, are getting sent to, of course, course, uh, take a look at tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite. As as one of the topics that we'll be bringing up here, of course, tonight, on <clears throat> on episode, I do believe, 1,231 of WCWS Revolution, 138055-pound. Of course, in addition to that, of course, your wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, of course, provided by John and Justin here tonight. Also, of course, folks, <clears throat> we will, of course, bring you our thoughts and opinions about last night's edition of NXT as to how that will impact, of course, the NXT deadline event coming up here this Saturday. We will also, <coughs> as we said, we'll talk about, of course, some of the action that will take place tonight on Dynamite. And also we will give you another update, ladies and gentlemen, as far as our Trivia Championship Series matches, of course, are are concerned. Uh, we'll let you know if we have any updates about uh, if anyone has set any more votes in, of course, here in recent memory. Uh, <clears throat> uh, keep in mind, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that Jared Thornton uh, is defending the NWA US Wildcat Championship in an ambulance match against the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. And also keep in mind that we are also in the semifinals of the Impact US Overdrive Championship Tournament. Uh, <clears throat> keep in mind here, folks, the Ken Club's Mint Patel is taking on Todd Robinson. The Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, is taking on the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Jared Thornton is taking on the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. And the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, is taking on Byron J. Brain. Remember that the la- that the four uh, the winners of these four matches, of course, this week, will move on to our big match, of course, next week, which will determine the first-ever Impact U.S. Overdrive champion. Of course, it will be a last man standing fatal four-way match. Of course, that we will have <coughs> that we will have, of course, here this week. That we will have, of course, next week. So be sure to get those votes in there. Of course, you have until, of course, Friday before Friday's edition of Revolution to get those in. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you have until Saturday to get the vote your votes in for, of course, the matches for Ring of Honor's final battle event and NXT deadline, both of which will be taking place on Saturday. So be sure to get those in, of course, as soon as possible. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us go ahead and bring you, (coughs) let us now go ahead and bring you, of course, your pop culture, uh, history, and birthday report here, of course, for today, uh, December the 7th. (coughs) Keep in mind, of course, your general pop culture, uh, history, and and birthdays, as well as, of course, from movies, television, music, and sports. We will definitely bring all that here to you. And here we go. On this date in 43 B.C., Marcus Tullius Cicero, the Roman orator and and politician, is assassinated in Formai. On this date in 1909, inventor Leo Bakland Patents the first thermosetting plastic called Bakelite, sparking the birth of the plastics industry. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind this is a, the very infamous moment, of course, in, in of course, our history, especially in, uh, in American history. On this date, 81 
years ago today, 1941, Imperial Japanese Navy with 353 planes attacked a U.S. fleet at Pearl Harbor Naval Base in Hawaii, killing 2,403 people. Of course, we continue to remember them, of course, to this very day. On the state in 1965, Pope Paul VI, an Orthodox patriarch, Athena Goris I, simultaneously lift the mutual excommunications that led to the split of two churches in 1054. Two moments, of course, took place on this date in 1988. First off, a 6.9 earthquake in Spitak, Armenia, kills between 25,000 and 50,000 people and leaves up to 500,000 people homeless. Also on the same day, the PLO delegation led by Yasser Arafat proclaims the state of Palestine, recognizing the existence of the state of Israel for the very first time. Today in movies and television history, ah, on this date in 1979, we spoke, mentioned Star Trek earlier, Star Trek The Motion Picture, of course, it was the very first one. The first movie of the series premieres, directed by Robert Wise, and, of course, starring William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy, of course, as Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. Today in music history, on the state in 1995, American rock band The Grateful Dead break up after the death of Jerry Garcia. And today in sports history, on the state in 2017, the Ballon d'Or, uh, <clears throat> Uh, the Ford of Real Real Madrid, Chris, Cristiano Ronaldo, wins his fifth award to equal Lionel Messi's record, a second consecutive win for Ronaldo. On a day in nineteen twelve, the bust of Queen Queen de Frete was found in El Armania, Egypt. Some birthdays to speak up, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Gian Lorenzo Bernini was born on the state in 1598. He would pass away in 1680. Theodore Schwann was born on the state in 1810. He would pass away in 1882. Mario Soros Sor was born on the state in 1924. He would pass away in 2017. And Noam Chomsky today turns 94 years old. Some of the birthdays to speak of, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, baseball great Alex Johnson was born on the state in 1942. He would pass away in 2015. Uh, actress Ellen Burstyn today turns 90. Uh, baseball great Johnny Bench turns 75. Uh, musician Tom Waits today turns 73. Basketball uh, Hall of Famer uh, Larry Bird turns 66. And Nicholas Holt today turns 33 years old. So happy birthday to everyone there. <coughs> mm. On the state in 1968, Richard Dodd returns a library book that, that his great-grandfather took out in 1823 from the University of Cincinnati. Some weddings to speak of, of course, on the state in 1646. Princess Louise Henriette, who was 19 at the time of Nassau, marries Frederick Henry Elector of Brandenburg. On the state in 1929, Nazari Iman Aga Khan III, who was 52 at the time, would marry Andre Josephine Caron in Aix le Bains in France. And on the state in 1940, Mexican painters Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo remarry in San Francisco. They would they they divorced actually a year before. But they would remarry, of course, a year later. Some passings on this date. Uh, Cicero passed away in 43 B.C. Uh, William Bly, Captain William Bly, passed away on this day in 1817. Rube Goldberg passed away on this day in 1970. Thornton, Thornton Wilder uh, passed away on this day in 1975. Peter Carl Gold, Goldmark passed away on this day in 1977. And legendary actor, of course, Harry Morgan, of course, best known for uh, MASH. He also would later on play uh, Jack Webb's partner, of course, in the Dragnet series back in the 60s. It was also in the Dragnet movie back in 1987 with Dan Aykroyd, would pass away on this date in 2011. 
And of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, 1941 on this date, of course, infamy, of course, <clears throat> as, was said, as, as was said by President uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Japan launched a shock attack against the American Navy base at Pearl Harbor on this day. Of course, a date to, as of course, Roosevelt did say, live in infamy, of course. So, uh, so 81 years ago today, ladies and gentlemen, we still remember, of course, that most heinous attack. <clears throat> now your movies and television history and birthdays. I want to say 1925, Noel Coward's Easy Virtue premieres in New York City. I want to say in 1952, KKTV Channel, Channel 11 in Colorado Springs, Pueblo, Colorado. A CBS affiliate would have its first broadcast. I want to say in 1953, WCCB TV Channel 18 in Charlotte, North Carolina, of course, started out as an independent affiliate. Will later become an ABC affiliate. Begins the, its broadcasting on the state in 1954. KCTS TV Channel 9 in Seattle, Washington, a PBS affiliate, begins broadcasting on the state in 1956. Helen O'Connell joins the Today Show panel on NBC on the state in 1963. The first use of the instant replay machine, invented by CBS in a U.S. Army versus Navy football game. As we said, 1979, uh, the first movie of the Star Trek movie series, Star Trek The Motion Picture, uh, would premiere. Of course, it was directed by the late Robert Wise, and of course, did star William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy as Kirk and Spock. And I'll say that in 1986, the NBC premiere would premiere the miniseries Anastasia, The Mystery of Anna, but it was part one. Some birthdays, as we said. Uh, like I said, Ellen Burstyn today turns 90, Tom Waits turns 73, and Nicholas Holt turns 33. As we said, we did lose Harry Morgan on this date in 2011. Now let's go to your music history and, birthday, and birthdays. On this date in 1732, the Royal Opera House opens at Covent, Covent Garden in, in London. I want to say in 1842, the New York Philharmonic's first concert takes place. 1911 on this date, Leslie J. Stewart's musical Betsy premieres in New York City. 1939, William Walton's violin concerto premieres in Cleveland, Ohio, with Jaska Heifetz uh, as soloist and the Cleveland Orchestra, conducted by Arthur Rosinski. Rodinsky. 1959, Saratoga opens at Winter Garden Theater, New York City, for 80 performances. 1964, George Harrison changes his company's name from More New York to Harris Songs. On his, in two moments in 1967, first off, Elmer Bernstein in Carolyn Lee's musical How Now, Down Jones, starring Tony Roberts and directed by George Abbott, opens at Lunt Fontaine, Lunt Fontaine Theater, New York City, it would run for 220 performances. And also on the same day, Otis Redding records a song, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, co-written and produced by guitarist Steve Cropper at Stack Studios in Memphis, Tennessee. And of course, one birthday here, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Waits, today turned 73. And like I said, Peter Carl Gold Goldmark passed away on this date in 1977. <clears throat> One wedding to report on this date in 2003, the queen of hip-hop soul Mary J. Blige, who was 32 at the time, would marry record producer Kendu Isaacs in Bergen County, New Jersey. Now let's go to your sports history and birthdays, of course, right here. On this date, 1907, Eugene Corey becomes the first referee in a boxing ring. 1929, PGA Championship Men's Golf at the Hillcrest Country Club. Defending champion Leo Deagle defeats Johnny Farrell 6-4 and four in the final. 1930 PGA Championship Men's Golf at the Fresh Meadows Country Club. American-based Scotsman Tommy Armour defeats Gene Sarazan, one up in the final for the second of his three major titles. 1931, after scoring 226 in the first test in Brisbane, Don Bradman belts 219 for New South Wales against the visiting South Africa 
at the Sydney Cricket Ground. On the same 1935 CFL Grey Cup at the AAA Grounds in Hamilton, Winnipeg, at, at Hamilton, as the Winnipeg Pegs, later known as the Blue Bombers, defeat the Hamilton Tigers 18 to 12. Two moments took place on the state in 1937. First off, Red Sox acquired a contract of 19-year-old Ted Williams and also Russian chess player Alexander Alkine recaptures his final world title from Dutch Grandmaster Max Uwe by a large margin, uh, plus 10, minus 4, equals 11. And I want to say 1939, <clears throat> Lou Gehrig... Lou Gehring, who was 36 at the time, is elected to Baseball's Hall of Fame. Some birthdays in the world of sports, as we said. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on one second. Uh, Alex Johnson was born on this date in 1942, He would, so he would have turned about 80 years old uh, today, but he sadly passed away in 2015. Uh, baseball great Johnny Bench turned 75. Basketball great Larry Bird turns 66, and football great Terrell Owens turns 49. Some passings in the world of sport. I'll say 1927, Albert Griffiths, otherwise known as Young Griffo, a boxer of Australian descent, was the world featherweight champion between from 1890 to 1892, would die of apoplexy at the age of 56. On a state in 1938, Harry Moses, who was a um, cricketer who had six tests for Australia between 1887 and, 19, and 1895 would pass away. We don't know how old he was when he passed. I want to say 1969, Lefty O'Doul, a baseball Hall of Fame left fielder, of course, born right here in America, was a Major League Baseball All-Star in the during the World Series 1933. He was a National League batting champion. In 1929 and 1932 with the New York Yankees, would pass away at the age of 72. And all stayed in 1975, Beatrix Lothran, a figure skater born right here in America, who won the Olympic gold in 1924, 1928, and 1932, would pass away at the age of 75. Now, ladies, that's all for your pop culture, history, and birthday report here, of course, for today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get you, of course, up to date with a few wrestling stories here, of course, as well. Now let's go ahead and see what we have here in terms of our Ladies and gentlemen, please excuse me for just one second. Sorry about that here, folks. Now let's go get you up to date with some wrestling stories that we do have, of course, lined up here. Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as Ronda Rousey explains what went wrong with the DDT spot at Survivor Series. In her latest gaming gaming live stream, Ronda Rousey spoke about a botched DDT on the apron uh, on the apron spot at Survivor Series in her match with Shotzi. The match and spot were both heavily criticized online. Here are some highlights courtesy of Fightful. On the botched DDT spot, Ronda says, Let me explain what happened. I actually pitched that spot because I love I love that she does that. We couldn't practice in my room because the ropes are too loose. We couldn't practice it. It, when we got to the arena because there were these big cages. I've taken DDTs before. I've never helped anybody over to the floor. So they were like, okay, you have to have your hand here on her leg, the other hand on her hip, and you're going to guide her over. Everyone was so focused on, on guide her over, guide her to the floor. That was literally all that was on my mind when it happened. <clears throat> when she went over, it was like, guide her. When she was down, it was like, oh, F. I just go to where you're supposed to go. I effed it up because I was so concerned with keeping somebody safe and a lot of time. When you see me do something for the first time, it's the first time I ever did it. I was really concerned with keeping Shotzi safe, and I made it look bad. 
you know what? Sorry, apparently I deserve to be fired or burned. It reminds me of Monty Python. Burn her. There weren't calls to fire anybody when Mad Cat Moss and Big E were spiked on their heads. Burn her anyway. I'm so sorry that I was so concerned with keeping someone safe that I made the bump look bad. On feeling that she let Shotzi down, Rhonda says, what really bummed me out was my favorite thing in the match was turning around a hostile crowd. We're in Boston, of course. They're hostile because they're angry at the fact that they live there. Right when we got them turned around with the holy, you know what, and the crossbody into the fans. F yeah, we're turning it around. We got all, we got all the awesome stuff coming up. Then Shotzi rolls me rolls me in the ring, and they're like, "Get out of there, Plan B. Get out of there. We're out of time. We got to go." What she was going up, and I had to run up and throw her down, and throw her into the armbar, and get her there because that's what they were telling me on the mics. Because I guess the match before us went over by went over by six minutes, and they were concerned about going over on time. The match after us was a three-way, so they wouldn't be able to communicate with each other to make the match shorter. And the match after that was War Games, and they couldn't cut that out. It was the only place that, that they could get that time back. I was bummed, though, because we worked on that match for two weeks, and we were really excited about it. I, really, I felt like I really failed Shotzi. I really wanted to showcase her stuff and make it. All her stuff looked great and show everyone how great she is. That's one of the main reasons I wanted to come back for this run, to showcase the new talent, show everyone how great Liv Morgan is, Shotzi is, of course, Raquel Gonzalez and Shayna Baszler, and showcase all these women that haven't been getting the attention that I think they deserve. That wasn't the match. That was like the beginning of the match, and I'm bummed we're getting judged from what from what not really we put together on being shortchanged on time Rhonda says i never heard anybody so stressed about time as i was leading up to that pay-per-view we literally only had eight minutes to do everything when we hit eight minutes all right you gotta go i'm not going to argue they pay me to show up and do what they say to do i'm bummed i'm bummed though i feel like i failed shotzi sorry i'll do better i'll make it up to her i'll let her beat my tail so, <clears throat> but of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, Ronda Rousey did get by Shotzi to, of course, retain the SmackDown Women's title at Survivor Series War Games. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night as Renee Paquette reveals details of her AEW contract and hopes to expand the role with the company. Renee Paquette has revealed some new details on the length and more for AEW contract. Paquette, who signed with the company on October 12th, appears appeared on the sports media with Richard Deitch podcast and talked about her roles in the company and what she'd like to see it expand to. Here are some details per Fightful. On her AEW contract, Renee says, I got a multiple-year deal. I have a three-year deal with AEW, three years as talent, and three-year producer contract. I have two different contracts on potentially expanding her role in AEW. Renee says, I would love for that role to evolve. The thing with AEW is it's a wrestling company is, is matches heavy show. It's not necessarily about the broadcast in the way that WWE was. It's about great matches and showcasing talent in a different way. I love doing interviews and backstage interviews, especially working with younger talent that maybe has not been in that kind of situation before. There's so many people that I'm dying to do proper sit-down interviews with. I want to spend time with somebody and really unpeel those layers and figure out who some of these characters to push stories forward and give context to fans as to who some of these wrestlers are. Even though some of these wrestlers are world-renowned stars, if you're a casual fan, you might not know who they are. I would love to provide more context in who they are. To do that on the television side is something I would love to do as well as finding other ways to expand my role throughout the show. I have a couple of ideas of things I want to do. I'm hoping to have those conversations, maybe execute those things in the new year. I do think I bring a lot more value than just doing. I could do backstage interviews in my sleep. That's somewhere I would love. That's, let's see, that's, uh, Let's see. Uh, 
as well as, let's see. Somewhere I would love to put more my producer hat, put on more of my producer hat, hat and help get someone else brushed up to doing backstage interviews in their fullest capacity, whether on the wrestling or broadcasting side, to look at from a different perspective is something I enjoy. And also, and also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want to check out, of course, this uh, this episode here that was done, of course, uh, yesterday, um, I, or it might have been, it may, yes, it was, of course, uh, yesterday, in which he, of course, which Richard Deitch, of course, interviews Renee Paquette. You can check it out on Apple Podcast, or, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can, of course, play it from this page where I just read this story. Jack Gregory posted this story here tonight, I mean last night, as Booker T weighs in on the rumors of The Rock winning the Royal Rumble. Speaking on the Hall of Fame podcast, Booker T addressed the concept of Dwayne The Rock Johnson appearing in January's Royal Rumble. This would be a wrestling inc. In the case of a Rock victory at the Royal Rumble, the star would be set the next take on WrestleMania in a challenge for the Undisputed Universal title currently held by his cousin, Roman Reigns. Booker, Booker spoke about the idea of being analyzed from a promoter point of view rather than simply a fan perspective. Here's a few highlights from Booker T and watch the full episode of this right here on this page. <clears throat> on how he would consider the idea from the promotion side of things, Booker says it's real simple. I got the biggest star in Hollywood, if not top five. If he wants to win the Royal Rumble and go to WrestleMania, darn it, he's winning. That's the way I would write it. If he's got time off, he knows what the money is, you know, we're going to pay him and he can fit it in. That's what the story would be. On if it makes sense to use the Royal Rumble to set up a match between The Rock and Roman Reigns, Booker T says, I don't think that's the way The Rock finds his way into that match with Roman. For me, I would not have the rock in the rumble at all it's just not a place for him to be at and we do have of course a video of course right here from uh of course booker t's hall of fame podcast we will post that of course ladies and gentlemen in the interview uh corner page our next story of course right here folks jeffrey harris posted this story last night as of course this uh, we do have an original and an update right here Original story here, according to a report by PW Insider, NXT is currently holding tryouts right now at the Performance Center in Orlando. The tryout session began began on Monday and expected to run through the end of the week. Two names said to be taking part in the tryouts are former Major League Wrestling talent Casey Navarro and future and, and former AW, AEW, NWA, and Impact talent Kylie Ray. An update. Of course, Fightful Select has additional details on this week's tryouts. According to the report, the tryouts this week are said to be more like private workouts than the general ones that WWE has conducted in the past with collegiate athletes. Additionally, they are said to have a significantly different criteria. With regards to Casey Navarro, the wrestler reportedly has multiple people within WWE pushing for him. His attendance at the tryout was set up about two months ago. And one more update, of course, Lacey, one more story to bring you here. Uh, Jeffrey Harris posted this story yesterday as we have more talents signed for Ring of Honor, and actually more matches are indeed coming for the final battle event. According to a report by FIFA Select, more Ring of Honor names have been signed that have not yet been publicly announced yet. Also, more matches will be added to the final battle card this week. As you know, final, final battle is scheduled for Saturday. December 10th, it will be held at College Park Center in Arlington, Texas, and will broadcast live on pay-per-view. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if they are going to add any more matches, if they're going to add any more matches, of course, here to um, the final battle, we will, of course, update that, ladies and gentlemen, and post that in for as part of our prediction title challenge. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very, very much here for listening here tonight to episode 331 of WCWUS Outside the Ropes. Be sure to join us for episode 1,231 
for WCW of WCW US Revolution 138055 pound, of course, coming up at nine o'clock. Your news and views, history and birthdays, of course. We'll talk about NXT heading in towards NXT's deadline event. Uh, AW Dynamite, of course, discussion as of course it will lead in towards final battle this uh, this Saturday. And also more updates, of course, concerning our trivia championship series matches, of course, as well, and other big-time stories coming in out here as well. Be sure to join us at 9 o'clock, of course, ladies and gentlemen, 138055-pound, of course, coming up <clears throat> coming up here, of course, uh, later on this evening. Be sure to check out all of our groups, of course, on Facebook and all of our past episodes, ladies and gentlemen, right here of TalkShoe, of course, of WCW US. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, <clears throat> your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCW US Radio Network. Mr. WCW US Chad Henshaw saying thank you very much for listening. We will talk to you later this evening on Revolution 1231. Take care. Have a good night. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.